Welcome to Fiery Discourse, your podcast and media featuring dragonesses, female dinosaurs, and other similar stories and scalies. I'm your host, Lamillanon, and with me are my co-hosts, Angron, Lucky Evie, Stryker, Math Machine, and Jordan. Today is our 44th episode, and we're discussing the 2000 Curse of Cowardly Dog episode, Serpent of Evil River. So, let's get things started. We interrupt this program to bring you Courage, the Cowardly Dog Show, starring Courage, the Cowardly Dog. Uh, No better way to start than that. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. uh, How it started was uh, John Dilworth, an animator who has done a lot of work, and all of it is very recommendable. Uh, He made an animated short called Chicken from Outer Space, and it actually was nominated for Best Animated Short at the Academy Awards, believe it or not. It didn't win, but it actually got nominated. Anyway, a couple years later, he tried pitching his short The Dirty Birdie to Cartoon Network, but they turned it down due to uh, apparent violent concerns. They asked if he had anything else he could make into a show, and he he picked uh, Courage, and animation history was born. Nice, yeah. Now, on retrospect, I mean, this is in my personal opinion. I loved uh, Powerpuff Girls. I loved Dexter. I really loved Ed and Eddie and that. But looking back all these years later, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking back all these years later, I feel like Curse of Cowardly Dog is probably my favorite of all the Cartoon Network shows because, you know, the others were all fantastic. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. They were Absolutely. all really, really good. But something about Courage, it, just had, it had a really unique vibe to it. And they created some really memorable and honestly beautiful episodes in it, which we definitely will get to uh, later on in this uh, podcast. But the thing with Courage in general is it just had a vibe to it that... I don't feel any other cartoon did like not even like a Billy and Mandy, another, uh, you know, spooky type of cartoon in that. I feel like Courage had a like uh, a spooky, you know, eerie vibe, but it also had uh, it combined that with really, really solid comedy and also um, sort of gentleness to it. Well, not being yeah. too gentle. If it wasn't afraid, it was not afraid to freak out kids. Believe me that uh, the violin girl from the New York episode still I still flinch at it. And it's been like. 20 plus years and i still flinch at that scene oh yeah nice. that's understandable yeah yeah but yeah they, they could definitely go far but they never went like over the line i feel with it and Indeed. as a whole it really is a fantastic fantastic show oh yeah now the, now the episode we're talking about today is a uh, mid-season two and it's an actually an underrated one in my opinion it has some really funny moments one thing I liked about Courage right off the bat is the title cards of almost every single episode were unique, and they were all really well done in how they conveyed what the episode was going to be about or, like, various little things with it. And this one, of course, is the shadow of a sea serpent being surrounded by a music staff that foreshadows what happens with the episode along with the uh, music choice. Nice. And Yeah. And yet... And yeah, uh, this episode begins how, like a lot of them did, with the uh, Bag family watching TV. And it's not in this episode, but a detail I always, always found hysterical. Whenever they were watching TV, nine times out of ten, they were watching like some kind of a kaiju movie, like Ghidorah <laughs> the Three-Headed Monster. And it would be like always on TV there. So no nice. way TV has some good taste in movies. You got to give them that. But anyway, uh, at this time, uh, the TV is showing a commercial where a sea captain is asking the viewers if their lives are boring and mundane. 
The captain's design is very similar to other reoccurring characters on the show. Probably the most predominant one being the uh, the Nowhere General. He kind of looks exactly like that guy. And also the captain in the, uh, the Club Cats episode. And really just a lot of things. Courage reused character designs quite a lot. But they never felt like it was like out of laziness in that. It felt like it was out of like they had these uh, designs. But they found new and interesting ways of using them. Nice, yeah. And of course, uh, a good gag happens like in the first like thirty seconds of the episode. You know, with the uh, with the sea captain tired of doing the same old chores around the house. Eustace, he's talking to me. Why would yeah. he do that? And again, uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah, Eustace still has his uh, original voice actor in this episode, which is nice because I uh, preferred him to the second voice actor. Even though the reason he left is because I believe he the voice actor the first one retired or passed away, sadly, but. Indeed. Yeah. And one thing that's interesting in this episode, too, because by this time, by mid season two, Courage stopped talking as much as he did in the first season. I don't think he really even says a word in this episode for the most part. And it's a change that a lot of people, you got to think about whether it was good or not. I personally uh, didn't mind the change because I felt like it actually made him funnier in a way with the excessive babbling. But I know some other viewers got annoyed at it. It still popped up from time to time. Oh, no, no, it did, but not nearly as much as he did in, like, the first season, where he'd do, like, you know, complete sentences and whatnot. Mm. Apparently, that was a change. Exactly, exactly, and that's the line, the classic line. But apparently, it was from a a Cartoon Network executives, apparently, and if so, that's a change they made that probably wasn't a completely idiotic one, so... That's nice. one point for network executives. Uh, several hundred thousand points minus, but, you know, we got one on the uh, positive sign. Got to yeah, way a... up somehow. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a cute visual gag with Courage burning an iron shape into a shirt <laughs> from watching the commercial for so long. And we get another good uh, moment with <laughs> Eustace not caring about the trip at all until the captain says it's free, and then he's all ready I'm to free. go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, even though this is an episode with the bags on the ship, it is not the famous not getting out of my chair one. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I, I actually had to rewatch it because I thought that was in this one, believe it or not. But no, it's in the uh, aforementioned Club Cats one. Nope, not getting out of this chair. Nope, I, not, I just love not, it. I not think, in the chair. I think it's just so funny because just how like stubborn he is. Even when like the ship as a tidal wave, you know, hits the ship and everything goes flying, Eustace is flying off in the distance and he still doesn't care. That's you know, that, that is meme. solid comedy right there, you know? Yes. Oh, yeah, but man. Anyway, I, I uh, thought Daniel, that was the episode too, but nope. No, sadly not. But anyway, uh, the captain, Sharky, gives some drinks as they all sail off. Muriel is, like, so excited about being on the ship while Eustace just instantly falls asleep as soon as they leave port. I mean, and, I, I, I mean, to be fair, that would, I, after, like, traveling, like, a long way just to get there, that would probably be the first thing I would do, too, maybe. Same, same. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I've done a lot of traveling, and I definitely can see that. Same. But, yeah, uh, I like, as soon as they make it out to sea... Sharky removes parts of his captain's outfit as well as I love his arm and his leg. He just rips them right off and replaces it with like a hook and a peg leg. And of yeah. course, he's going to be a pirate. And then he forces the bags to be their crew. And it's here we get a, another uh, funny gag with Eustace protesting, demanding his money back. 
And then Sharky tells him that he didn't spend any money. And Yusuf is like, oh, that makes sense. Where's the cat? Muriel is incredibly excited about being the ship's cook. Courage is supposed to be the first mate. And, and another really, really funny gag. Uh, Sharky basically puts Courage's mouth in his mouth like a chew toy and just shakes him all about with uh, accompanying sound effects. And like I said, the sound effect work on this show is just really, really well done. It's on par with Ed and Eddie, I swear. Definitely, definitely. It it really, really is at times. And and, uh, another uh, typical plot for the series, Eustace and Muriel are oblivious to the danger that they're in, which probably was the plot of like at at least 60% of the episodes had that kind of thing in them. But yeah, also the uh, gag of uh, Courage being attacked by the seagull is a funny one. And it's one that comes up quite a bit in the episode. So yeah, it's one that like, like a, laughing at courage. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But the you know annoying thing, and he kind of looks a little bit like I guess the uh, dirty birdie in a way, uh, a little bit with the design, <laughs> with oh, the man. teeth especially. You know. But anyway, yeah, uh, that checks out. Yep. Oh yeah, he does. So yeah, uh, courage sees the waterfall in the river as he rings the ship's bell. I love how uh, Eustace is roasting marshmallows in the boiler's room while Mira prepares fish. And when the ship goes over the waterfall, Eustace basically just falls in the boiler and the fish completely covers Muriel's head. And, yeah. f- and like I say, uh, basically the Sharky does a pose like I'm the king of the world from Titanic. Which is something I actually had to stop to see it because it goes by so quick. It's another thing that is a guy that they didn't have to put in, but you're really glad that they did. Did not notice that they did that. <laughs> yeah, they did. Something that uh, is really, really uh, something for sharp eyes and that. So anyway, the ship then ends up in the titular Evil River with the water being blood red. And night approaches as Muriel plays the sitar, which is something I always liked. And nice. it actually, I think, introduced me to sitar music, believe it or not. Nice. Was uh, was this show. But yeah, one thing that's really funny is that Courage's babblings to Sharky's ramblings about the sea are just hilarious. And after doing this, Sharky then reveals Carmen, who is our dragoness for this episode. Although she's not a dragoness, I believe for the first time in this uh, on this podcast, we have an actual uh, sea serpent on there. Believe it or not, Nessie uh, from Freddy FR7 and uh, Ballad of Nessie. I mean, they technically are, but they're a little more anthropomorphized. This is just like they're a complete plesiosauruses, which are not yeah, really. Yeah, they're more dra- uh, dinosaur. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. But this is like a complete, yeah. you know, limbless uh, sea serpent in that. Carmen yeah. has a very uh, fierce yet appealing design. I like uh, little things, little touches like the angular head and the uh, fang like teeth to make her seem threatening, which only serves to make the reveal uh, a lot more fun, in my opinion. And of course, she's also oh, a cyclops, which. And that's the thing yeah. with uh, Dilworth's character designs. He can make things uh, very, you know, frightening looking, but also have a very nice, warm appeal to them. A good uh, example of this is in the uh, Bigfoot episode, which is I... one of my favorites, by the way. That That is a hilarious, hilarious one. If, nice. uh, I think all you need... I all, sorry, all I need to say about that episode is the part with the uh, fruit dancing. That's all I got to oh. say. That, that is just <laughs> that, that made me laugh nice. so hard as a kid. But hey, yeah, getting back to this uh, one. It's part of the psychology with um with uh Dilworth's uh with Dilworth uh, the show that Dilworth uh, portrayed. It's the um it, it's the monsters are usually not as frightening as they appear. 
Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. that's why the, uh, the show is better for it, in my opinion, because of that, you know, it's not oh, something. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, like I said, uh, the show then gets a, a very funny scene with a uh, courage getting a bite on his fishing rod and Sharky demanding Eustace and Muriel to help. And I love how it just cuts to Eustace screaming as he's being hung off the boat while Muriel is just smiling cheerfully at it. <laughs> you know, it's like, and of course, uh, the bags fall into the water as Courage uh, sees Carmen approaching him, which he lets out one of his very uh, iconic screams, which were some of the best parts of the show. And by the way, as of uh, this, as of the date of recording this, yesterday was uh, Marty Grabstein, uh, the voice actor for Courage's birthday. So, nice. happy birthday to him. Oh, this was not planned. I will say that much. I did not know about this until like a couple of minutes before recording. <laughs> we seem to have a lot of good timing with stuff like this. We do. We do. Yeah, it's very weird. And a lot that of it is do. unintentional. Now, it's something that's very interesting. And a lot of it is unintentional, too. But anyway, uh, Courage then takes uh, Eustace and Muriel back to the boat while Muriel is just excited about everything that happened to her and leaves to bake some muffins. And that, that's, uh, again, something that's very interesting about this episode, and I'll talk a little more about it later, but uh, right now uh, we're going to see more of Carmen. She leaps out of the water and runs the ship over her back, tossing into the horizon. And, of course, the ship's engine is broken, causing Sharky to use more bait. And, of course, he decides to use Muriel. And this is very, very interesting, especially for this episode at this point in the show. Eustace, in an extremely uncharacteristic move of his, is really concerned about Muriel's safety. Even when Sharky says, like, oh, I'm getting a big bounty for her, I'll split it all with you. Eustace like, is still more concerned sure about Muriel. Yeah. It's like, that is so- I'm still getting me money, but are you sure it's safe? Exactly. exactly. That's something like, if this happened earlier on in the series, you could chalk that up to them uh, not knowing what to do with the characters or whatnot, but this late in the game, it's something very, very interesting because, like, episodes this- before... And episodes after this, Eustace would absolutely not care the danger they were getting in. I mean, the episode I mean, with the uh, golden hat basically was a perfect example of that. There was also an episode where, like, their relationship was tackled and, like, Eustace's mom and whatnot. But, oh, that uh, was a great yeah, one. Yeah, that was pretty good, yeah. But, of course, one thing that Eustace is happy about is tying up Courage in the Crow's Nest, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I love it. Just like change. yeah, Eustace is like yeah, little smirk when he approaches his courage. It's just fantastic. L- little details like that are part of what makes this show. Yeah. Ah uh, yes, I can finally tie the stupid dog down. <laughs> uh, oh gosh. But that yeah, reminded Muriel... me of Old Yeller, and wow. Oh god, yeah. That that is a very very different media piece featuring a dog. But yeah, uh, yeah, one thing I noticed that was really cute and uh, something I didn't get on when I saw this as a kid, of course, but the part with Muriel in the diving cage being lowered in that is a swoof of in Jaws, you know? When, uh, nice. Yeah, when uh, Hooper basically goes in the cage and he's driven down, it's kind of the same thing as this. And it turns out that Carmen loves opera, so Muriel has to play me has to wait, sorry about that. Has to play uh, music and then capture her with a j- set of gigantic tongs, which again is something really cartoonish, but it works for the uh, for basically honestly, how the show works. Remi- yeah, honestly, it reminds me of this one American Dad episode where like Roger and Steve are trying to get like venomous snakes and like sell them for like anti venom or something like that. Oh, no. <laughs> and oh lordy, 
It cuts to a montage of Roger pretty much getting, like, bitten left and right by a lot of venomous snakes. And, like, getting stuck with anti-venom and using up all the anti-venom. Oh, God. In the episode, uh, Muriel is only given... She's got the, the cage, she's got the opera music, and the tongs. Did anyone else notice when she's getting lowered down into the water... She is not wearing no goggles or a uh, uh, breathing tube. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. It it might be that they just didn't want to animate where she's like super, like chill about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's cartoon logic. It's exactly. Courage was a show that it never really. It had like one foot in like uh, reality and another foot in like complete Looney Tunes antics. You know, it never was too you know serious, and it never was too cartoony at the same time. Oh, but yeah, also, there's absolutely. like a picture. You're gonna go down to a river called the the Red Evil Lake or something, yeah. and you're gonna catch a giant serpent with sad tongs. You're like, okay, we're gonna be going down here for a very long time, and I'm gonna need some oxygen. But nope, okay, this, this is this, fine. This, 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 this. Yep, very, very much. Yeah, I definitely see yep. where you're coming from with that. Yep. But anyway, uh, the seagull then re- returns uh, to mock courage again, yep. and. I like how Courage remembers how the seagull pecked at him. He mocks the bird yet again, and the seagull then pecks at the rope that ties up Courage. And he then, uh, I'm sorry, and then uh, what happens is the diving cage that Muriel's in is spat up onto the shore. And I like how Courage uh, puts on a whole scuba suit and gear. He dives off the, uh, the boat into the ocean while the seagull basically keeps pecking at him the entire time. Of course, he doesn't land in the ocean because he lands on a rock. And the seagull basically oh. laughs at him for the third time. And yeah. it's one of those things where it's the rule of three. You know, the first time it's funny, the second time, you know, and then the third That's... time it really hits. And that definitely happened in this episode with that running gag. Yep. Yep. And then we get something <laughs> that is uh, interesting. A uh, little bit of a, you know, thing with Eustace is he's basically stuck on the deck, shivering in that. And then he's approached and apparently off screen kidnapped come. by monkeys. When this <laughs> stuff would happen all the time to Eustace, which I think my favorite was the one with the uh, with the burglar who thought they were his family. Amelia yeah, obviously has a heartwarming awesome. speech to him, and then he says, "Isn't that right, Eustace?" And Eustace is being like mauled by a giant squirrel. <laughs> yeah, like Eustace just cuts uh, to Eustace be screaming. That's what you get for treating cards like shit, you bastard. Exactly. Exactly. Or yeah. the scene, or the episode where Eustace is, is being a mom to two ravis, uh, raging raccoons that want a mom. <laughs> oh, right, oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah, that was actually adorable. That was a really cute one, too. Nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then Courage uh, goes into Carmen's cave, and he sees her singing to Muriel, and Carmen turns out to like music from the opera Carmen, hence the name, and... I do like the uh, little subversion that it turns out that Carmen is peaceful and she only wants to basically sing for people. And like, like I said earlier, yeah, this was very common on Courage with like a, like uh, you said, a lot of it was uh, the monsters. They're not as scary as they seem at first glance. And I also like one thing is how this introduces kids to music from the opera Carmen that it kind of oh, yeah. uh, promotes culture while still being fun with it. I, I kind of like yeah. when they do that, you know? I'm not saying every show should do that, but when it does, it's a little nice little thing, you know? A lot of 90s and early 2000s cartoons did this in an episode or two where they had this opera music or opera scene 
just interspersed into the episode. And you can tell that the director or the animators just really liked these particular operas and found a way to make it entertaining mm. for the viewers. Yeah. yeah that is and a very good also point. Carmen right San, yeah, also, Carmen Sandiego technically did that a few times. Thank the you. new one, not the old one. And also, circling yeah. back to the monkey thing, it reminds me a bit of like Ron and like his whole deal with freaking Camp Wanaweep and that one monkey. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be something that Courage would do, too, but to be honest. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it turns out that uh, Courage sits in Muriel's lap as they listen to the uh, music before Sharky appears again. And he attempts to attack and capture Carmen himself while Courage protects her. And this, again, really shows the cartoonish antics of Courage in that, with, like, Sharky having a boxing glove for a leg, and Courage getting out of uh, Sharky's grasp and just hitting him with a pie in the face. And it really yeah. is funny. It's like these, uh, the, these cartoon gags that, for all intents and purposes, are cliches, but yet the show does something with them that really makes it funnier, you know? Yeah, indeed. Uh, also, the but my only little uh, nitpick I have is that the boxing glove just appears straight out of nowhere. Like, literally another scene, it's just there. Yeah, yeah, but again, it, I feel like the cartoonish nature of it and my... Uh, yeah. Basically, by proxy, the entire series. Uh, it doesn't. It says. Oh, sorry. It isn't like a plot hole that you'd notice and it bugs you. It's like, oh, now he has a boxing glove. Okay. You know, I feel like it operates on that sort of logic, where it's not really that big of a deal, to be honest. Yeah. There, there, sweet principal. It's not that big of a deal. You're fired too, Mister Bay. <laughs> God, that will never not be funny to me. Oh, uh, shout out to all the clone high fans out there <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah wait wait like i say uh carmen then uh finishes her song and she traps sharky with stalagmites uh carmen basically pulls the boat back to nowhere while sharky is still tied up and we basically get the ending of the episode which is eustace is stranded on a desert island and is covered with bananas while the monkeys basically leap around him and again it's something that just comes completely out of nowhere like in some ep uh, pun intended, haha. -ha. But still, uh, the thing that's interesting is like some episodes would have like Eustace getting eaten by Carmen or being attacked by her, but instead something happens to him that is completely different from anything else that happened in the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty weird. And then there's this weird episode with uh, Eustace becoming a kangaroo due to a bone transplant. Oh, right. That, that is actually the episode that aired uh, right after this one in the order. Uh, we can talk about it briefly if you want, because interestingly yeah, enough, that. it's an episode with transformation. We, we won't talk as long about that as we long about this one, but it is a hilarious one in my opinion. I just yeah. love all the little stuff. Like, uh, Really, it's actually one of my favorites, to be honest, because, again, it has all the elements that I think make a really funny courage episode. It has the uh, snarky British computer any anytime I use my computer and it starts acting up, I keep thinking of that one. You <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It has the uh the Indian doctor, which I'm not sure they would get away with today, but he's still very he's funny. Talking it. He's, he's <laughs> There's yeah. nothing I can do. Nothing at all. It's something that it shouldn't work, but yet it does. It really, really does. And 
of course, it has all the antics with, you know, Eustace and later Courage becoming like, you know, giant prehistoric kangaroo monsters, basically. And so the, cool. the, more of a cartoonish antics. I love when uh, Eustace and Courage fight. They don't actually fight, you know. They do like a painting competition and Eustace yeah. is like a stick figure of himself and Courage somehow paints the entire Mona Lisa. It's little mm-hmm. things like that. Like, it also reminds me of the one with uh, Robot Randy where the big fight at the end is a breakdancing competition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all I things like that. I did like the one thing about this episode is that if you're going to do a cool transformation of this episode, you should at least show more. I know that Courage only got two of sequence of him, of his feet getting bigger, and that was it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I would have been able to see him, you know, do it. But I guess maybe they were running out of time because, again, these are 11 minute episodes. So even for as long as that was, I have to imagine someone, somewhere, this awoke something in them. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Uh, yes, yeah, yes. There's, there's a lot of fan art of the kangaroo monster, so... Oh, yeah, God. yeah. I, I could very easily see why. Kangaroo. I could very easily see why. You know, I, I definitely... I will definitely... send my condolences to your kangaroo wife. I will yeah. send my condolences to your kangaroo wife. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said... Uh, yeah, but like I said, it'd be nice. It's, it's going to be briefly touched on it because it is an episode with Transformation, which is also connected to an episode with a Dragonus. Unfortunately, uh, they are not connected to each other because it would be perfect, but what can you do? But yeah, Courage yeah, lasted for, I think, uh, three or four seasons, and it ended with an extremely touching finale, Perfect, where Courage basically learns that, uh, well, the first half of it is exploring Courage's past, we find out that his parents are basically uh, taken from him by an evil veterinarian and launched into space. And yep, that, that was uh, a favorite. Muriel found him. Yeah, that, that is such a beautiful one. That Muriel basically finds him in the garbage and decides to raise him as her own in that. And yeah, that's very and we also sweet. get a nice closure with it, too, by Courage finally defeating the evil veterinarian who basically caused him to be the way he was. You know, it, it, I like how it came full circle with that. And the second part of the uh, final episode is called Perfect. And it's one that's a little more, I guess, psychological. And that courage learns that, you know, there is no way to be perfect, that imperfections are what we are. Of course, it also gave us a grade A nightmare fuel with the, uh, you're not perfect thing. It, it was that freaked at me most. That, it wasn't that freaked too me scary, as but it was, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, was, yeah, a lot of people... A lot of people said it was like a jump scare, and all I can think is like, why? Yeah, yeah, it's it, not it never scary. Really, why? Yeah, it spooked me out a little bit, but it's not really, I think, scary, scary, you know. But yeah. it does There's have a really nice, way scarier scary. moments in, yeah, in I, other episodes. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Yeah, agree I'm with a you. person who was not scared by uh, the pink elephants bit and a lot of Disney stuff. So, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm pretty tough that way. Oh, definitely, definitely. But yeah, uh, one thing that's... I'm sorry, no, yeah, no, 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 I was just agreeing. It's all good, it's all good. But yeah, the episode has a really lovely ending, too, where basically the entire family uh, relaxes, and they all sit uh, at the table, and even Eustace isn't opposed to courage for once. And mm. it really is a beautiful way to wrap up the show. I feel like, you know, the show mm-hmm. as a whole, like, you can tell that they were canceled, but they made the most of it. It was like, you know... 
it wasn't like how some shows they were cut off before they could really finish it. It felt like with Courage, they knew when to stop it. Like even if the network said, okay, you stop at this point, they were determined to make the uh, best ending point that they could. Nice. Well, that would not be, be the I mean, end for Courage. Oops, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, sorry, go ahead. yeah you're right. It wouldn't be the end for Courage because years later, they did a crossover with Scooby-Doo. Before and that, also, no, I was going to say, I'm sorry, I'll let Jordan. Uh, and also, rest in peace to the original voice actress who did Muriel through all yeah. of this. The oh. year, she passed oh. away, I think, uh, last year, right right after uh, Stray Out of Nowhere came out. But before yeah, that, nice. there's one that a lot of people don't know. There was a huh? 2D CGI mixed short. It was called The Fog of Courage. And of all people, Wallace Shawn, who uh, best known, of course, for... Uh, Princess Bride and you know Rex and Toy Story. You, you know who I'm talking about, basically. I know who you're talking. He I know what you're talking about Eustace in that. It was an attempt to make, I guess, a semi revival. It was a mixture of CGI and 2D, and it's pretty cute for what it is. It unfortunately <laughs> did not result in any sort of revival. I don't know if Houston intended as one, but it was nice to yeah. got another short. And yeah. Uh, like you all said, uh, last year we got a crossover with Scooby-Doo. Uh, Scooby-Doo meets Curse of Cowardly Dog straight out of nowhere. But unfortunately, Dilworth had absolutely nothing to do with it. Which and is a shame. Like I say, it really is a shame because it really could have benefited from his involvement in it. Because at one point, you know, uh, on one hand, you have some really good classic Courage style humor with the computer and things like that. On yeah. the other hand... You have Eustace performing a rap number. And it's it's not even one of those like, oh, it's so bad it's good. It's like old man rapping, that's funny. <laughs> How do you do, it's fellow like, kids? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, it felt that's exactly like that. It it's is. like I saw a clip of that sequence and I was like, Oh God, why are we doing this? Why are we encouraged the nineties cartoon? But suffer. come on, man. And that's the thing too. Courage was Lies not trying to be like hip the with the times or anything. <laughs> but yeah, Courage was not trying to be like hip with the times or anything like that. They just let them do whatever. And I feel like that's something that, again, I feel like we won't get in animation or even like entertainment for a very long time. Like just letting creators do whatever they wanted. Even like uh, in big studios, like uh, like with Don Bluth and with Disney and that, they just took the creators and let them do what they wanted within reason, you know? And yeah. that, you know, it feels like shows like Courage a Cowardly Dog is uh, are something that could only happen at that time, I feel. I feel like today you'd have a bunch of executives wanting to say, trying to micromanage it or trying to make it more marketable or trying to make it more social. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> or like trying to make it more social media friendly or whatnot. Yeah. And apparently... Stuff. Yeah, like part of the reason that apparently Courage was canceled is because it was very hard to make toys of a pink dog. And, you know, but they didn't care. Dilworth didn't care about markability. He just did whatever he wanted. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's, he's like that one, uh, he's like that one woman director who, uh, did, uh, who did that Spider Man play. I, I forget her name. Oh, you mean, um, I, I know the play you're talking about. Out of, yeah, uh, Spider Man in uh, Spider Man Out of the Dark, I believe, or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she also did like a uh, sort of uh, beat. She also did sort of like a Beatles sort of thing, hmm. uh, where Ooh, like Turn like, off the dark. Turn yeah, off that's the, dark. the one I was talking about. That's the one I was talking Spider -Man, about. Spider Man, turn off the dark. Yeah, that's, that's the yeah. 
But yeah, now it is time for the uh, question of the week. And yeah, we're still going to stick with the Courage the Cowardly Dog because our question is going to be, what is your favorite episode of Courage? And mine, I mean, I have so many answers. I mean, I oh, love yeah. the one with the uh, Courage in New York with the giant cockroach. Like, like it has so many hilarious moments. Like the part where uh, yeah. Eustace and the cockroach are somehow comparing leg hairs. Wow, yours are bigger. I told you. And also, you know, Boxers, briefs, briefs boxers. boxers, briefs, and, and Eustace rips off his clothes, <laughs> and the cockroach rips off his like his exoskeleton. <laughs> so that, again, it just is something so so funny. And the big imported package that he wanted Courage to get is a squeegee. He uses it to clean the window, and it's all broken and doesn't do anything. And that's what gets him so upset. <laughs> things like that. But I think my pick. For my favorite episode, it probably was my favorite as a kid, and it definitely is still is one of them. Is the one with the uh, what's it called? Human habit trail. The one with Doc Gerbil. That is just like oh, the whole. Oh, that that was. Was. Yes, wow, you're not yes. saying that. <laughs> that 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 song it was an inside joke in my family for years, years. <laughs> like Doc Gerbil's world it was it was like a joke in my family uh, for years. Well. Oh no! My mom still bugs me with that song. Oh god! Wow. Oh, uh, well, looks like we all have that in common then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I think that's my favorite. Not just because of that, but also, yeah, the comedy of it with like it coming back to courage, being so pissed off with cotton in his ears, and also uh, even the little things like uh, the crazy lint lady. Oh, they're doing horrible things in there, <laughs> but they ain't getting my lint. Sounds oh, like that, you know. And, and, nope. and it also has out of a chair. Yeah, exactly. And it also <laughs> has that beautiful sequence at the end that as a kid, I never appreciated. You know, as a kid, you're like, oh, this is boring. I want him to get to the comedy. But as an adult, the part where uh, Eustace and I'm uh, not Eustace, sorry, and Courage and Doc Gerbil basically hop on jet skis and chase each other to this like operatic whale of a muse of uh, score is really something that's just beautiful, you know? Mm. And again, it's in a show like this that just previously had, like, not 30 seconds ago, like, the courage would cotton in his ears because of a stupid, you know, annoying, repetitive song. And the chase <laughs> ends with, like, Doc Squirrels smushed on the ground and laughing hysterically. But yet, <laughs> for that moment, you know, they actually managed to make a really beautiful, beautiful sequence. And... I mentioned a lot of other ones, like the ending, and of course there's the mask, which is probably one of the most uh, beautiful stories in oh animation history. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty It's pretty deep, even for, even for a Courage episode. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's, it's way ahead of its time, too, I feel, in a lot of ways with that one. Indeed, yeah. But yeah, uh, that's going to be uh, my answer for my favorite episode of Courage. Just, the Doctor Ghost for one? The, yeah, it's probably not even the best one quality-wise, but just from like the uh, the feelings it gave me as a kid, you know, it being you know my favorite, I think that's what I'm gonna say. And nice. uh, by the way, uh, Doc Squirrel is voiced, uh, Doc uh, Gerbil rather, is <laughs> voiced by uh, Dilworth himself. Nice. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that yeah. But I did not cool. know that either. I actually looked it up when I read. It. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Nice. Yep. So, uh. Ron, what is yours gonna be? Oh, man, there are a lot to choose from indeed, but hands down for all the time, my favorite would have to be the last of the Star Makers episode. 
It oh, is. that's a beautiful one. one. Yes, it is fucking beautiful, and hands down, the episode I think of the most when I think of courage. Like, yeah, there's the uh, ma- there's the mask. There's him going up against Robo Courage. There's the perfect episode. There are a bunch of stuff, really, but that one right there is arguably the most wholesome. Like, yeah, oh man. Like, it has a lot of things going for it. It has Eustace getting his just comeuppance for being a greedy son of a bitch. It has uh, Courage basically, uh, once again, being the hero. It has these, oh man, it has these three freaking uh, Black Ops security guard looking people being all macho and also super thing, but also having a comedic side. Oh, man. I still love, like, uh, I still love that little gag where, like, Courage takes the, uh, where, like, Courage has this little uh, puppet uh, baby star maker with, like, a Muppet mouth, and it just, like, and one of the guards like, coochie, coochie, coo. And just gets bashed in the head with a spring-loaded freaking boxing <laughs> exactly. glove. I, I love like, uh, stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> like, man. Yeah. Too. Hands down, other than the freaking, uh, other than the freaking, other than Courage basically being uh, an absolute bro in this episode and Muriel active, being uh, pretty dang, pretty got being an activist for this one. It oh man, the creature for this episode is so adorable and has one of the most tragic backstories this side of the mask. Like she is no doubt the last of her kind and oh it's so oh it is just oh so wholesome. So I'm gonna have to say lots of Starbreakers, hands down. That is Agreed. an excellent, excellent choice right there. The the ending to it too is definitely so beautiful. Yeah. So um, so um, striker, what would you have to say is uh, your favorite episode? Uh, okay. So I remember when I was a kid, I would watch this show a whole bunch. Like, <laughs> it's another one of those shows. Like, I was a huge Cartoon Network. Uh, I was an avid. Uh, viewer of Cartoon Network when I was a kid. Same. Like, same. This was one of those shows that I would enjoy watching as well. Um, like, I remember, of course, uh, Doc Gerbil's World. <laughs> yeah, it's just, World. It's just... That will never not be. That will never not be in my head whenever I hear Dr. Oh, Gerbil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any episode was surely to be honest. <laughs> oh, dang. Sure. Oh, Remind she, me. She's a great character. Remind she me who Shirley was weird, again. She was the weird green chihuahua. Yeah. Oh. She was the oh, stupid, yeah, the, 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 stupid the yes. Freaking gypsy chihuahua. Stupid, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <I've> seen <laughs> There's also an episode where Courage legit lays a golden egg, which, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, uh, the one that I remember the most being um, one that actually frightened me when I was a kid, which was oh. um, uh, King Ramsey's Curse. Oh, yes. Nice. Believe it this... or not, yeah, uh, that one never actually frightened me as a kid. I always thought it was just, I think, silly. Uh, well, actually, it is well known that this, uh, well, from what I've known, is that this episode did scare a lot of kids. Oh, hell yeah, absolutely. 
I think it's like, because of the early CGI with Ramses, but yeah. 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 I was more uh, weirded out by the, each of the curses when I was a kid, but now I'm just more like, it's just kind of silly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I can definitely my, see that. It's also fun. Yeah, there's also this other episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog called The Great Fusili, who was like, Who's like this puppet master? Who's this gator thing voiced by oh, Jim yeah, Cummings? Yep, the great Jim yeah. Cummings. Oh yeah, uh, that was really good. The yeah. great Fusilli. <laughs> the great Fusilli. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. like, yeah. I think I'll have to go with that one because, like, even though, like, I still enjoy a lot of the later episodes, they just got too weird, even for courage. Yeah, I don't think that. I always felt like they kept a similar uh, level of quality. Yeah, they kept that. a pretty similar pace going, man. There was one episode that I remember specifically where, like, a lot of, uh, like, characters from, like, I guess the polar, uh, the polar ice caps or even, like, Antarctica came and took, uh, like, wait, no. The, the Snowman? The Snowman, that's what it was. Oh, yeah. That was a sequel snowman to the uh, first Snowman one. Oh, and mm. then there was the episode where, um, uh, what was it? Frogs? Oh, that, that was a weird one, too. Control their house. Yeah, that was a weird one, too. It was weird. I always thought the weird, the later episodes were a little weird. There was also the Louvre episode. Or the Flan one. Flan, Tassie Flan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, remember, I remember that was a hilarious that one. one, too. So... I remember that one vividly, so... <laughs> this is, this is... Anyway, yeah, my pick is uh, King Ramsey's Curse. Nice. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, that That is definitely a classic one. I mean, to this day, you still see memes and stuff like, well, return the slab. The slab. Watch your What's offer! <laughs> Watch your offer! Watch <laughs> your offer! Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Classic, classic. So, um, Math, what would you have to say? Is uh, your favorite episode of Kerr is a Cowardly Dog? I hate that it's already been said, because I had the perfect introduction for it, too. Oh, yeah? Oh, go right ahead. Do it. You, you can only do it. one line to know exactly what it is. Go right ahead. Return the slab or <laughs> suffer my curse. Yeah. Nice. Nice, nice, yeah. Nice. That episode worked so fucking well with... Uh, uh, with yeah, the, the formula really because worked. they were they were utilizing how jank early CG was to make they were also look as weird and as stupid as he was, and it just worked beautifully with the episode. Yeah, it also felt like a uh, horror film, pretty much. Well, and it, it is it, actually it definitely horror. Did. Yeah, yeah, it was very much in that cheesy fifties B movie horror film style that Dilworth just loved to use. Oh, I have to some modern touches here and there. Guy, the man in gauze was a bop. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, yeah, that's a hilarious song. I love that. And the fact that that is more painful to use the to sing Muriel than the flood and the locust. Like, as soon as that song is oh, screaming and used to, and, I'm sorry, and Curtis basically running up to the, uh, to the record player and just smashing it with the bat 5,000 times is hilarious. Uh, it's like the world's most annoying song. <laughs> it's a bop, oh, but it's man. also... There like, are plenty of other annoying songs, but... <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I also remember, I also remember, like, after the third purse, like, he just goes, oh, come on, man. 
Uh, I think that was like one of his first curses where he says that actually. Oh yeah, uh, I, I, I thought it was the one with the yeah. It's the first one with the floods. He goes like, yeah. "Oh come on!" And he puts his hand <laughs> oh on his man, head. I also oh, like the bit where like the locusts are eating the house and like Muriel's cooking. Like her life literally depended on it, and it's like a <laughs> home theme uh, while she's yeah. doing it. And it just oh man, it lives rent free in my head sometimes. Definitely, definitely a yeah. hilarious moment. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> So yeah, uh, that's a really good one. Uh, of course, uh, King Ramsey's Curse—that is a classic, <laughs> yeah. classic one for some reasons. Absolutely. So, uh, Jordan, what would you have to say is uh, your favorite one? My favorite one. Were, I mean, I seen ton. Like the classic of the uh, the old style way. How the virus was one of the good ones of the weird oh. designs. Oh, oh yeah, like, the one I with the disease one. juice. Yeah, yeah. Voiced by uh, Arnold Stang, who uh, did a lot of voices for Courage, believe it or not. He did voices. Uh, he was the uh, the worm in the one with the sun. He was the head of the evil gold hat cult. He, he basically he did a lot of voices for Courage. And fun fact, he was also the voice of Top Cat. He has a very distinctive voice. If you heard him, you, uh, uh, you know oh, who he was shit. exactly. Yeah. Hey, I watched Top Cat when I was a kid. Yeah, that was him. That was him. Daryl Stang. Yeah, I'm familiar with who Top Cat is. One of the last things he worked on. I'm sorry. What? Uh, What was that? uh, That was one of the last things he worked on. Nice. I continue, Jordan. Uh, but my favorite would have to be the tree one, where uh they find this huge magical tree and it has a weird human face to it. And he did all, like, everyone except Eustace, everything they wanted until Eustace, like, is so fed up with this stupid tree that everyone's happy and everything that he tries to chop down the tree and Courage is doing everything in his power to stop Eustace from cutting down this tree. Oh, Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a really sad one. Because, you know, the tree has nothing but, uh, the tree was nothing but helpful and kind to them, but Eustace was just so jealous of it. Mm-hmm. And the way how Courage is like sees how he he's too late to stop Eustace, the trees cut down, and you just see Courage runs up to the tallest place ever in the world, screaming his iconic scream, and the yeah. stone cracks, and it's just so heartwarming to see that this thing that made everyone happy except for Eustace that it's gone. But he's like, "Don't be sad. You can use what my main treat branches to cure Muriel, and she'll be fine." Oh and then, yeah, that's right. Eustace gets his come up and by getting the same thing Muriel had, but of course mm-hmm. now there's no tree. Yeah, yeah, so it's just funny how everything bad happens to Eustace. It's just like karma. Like you are such a total dick to your wife and this dog. You're just gonna get whatever comes back to you. And another one, it's a forgotten episode of Courage. Is this weird perform that uses the whole gang of courage goes to uh, New York or somewhere and they find this weird, cool performance dude who's got so much issues until they, they finally find this giant beating heart in the center of oh, this. Oh, uh, right. I think I remember so, that one. Did they have uh, to perform for it or something? Yeah, try to make him like happy or something until courage finds out it's his beat, his living heart, like this weird creature. Is like, oh, I used to be human when I, until uh, I can't remember how it happened. What caused him to deform in this weird creature in his heart is just so, having heartburns and whatever thing. Oh, dear. 
saves him by getting his heart going again, and then he changes back into his original human form. I'm like, holy, God, this is scary but cool at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. They tried everything. They tried to make him happy. Even uses like halfway boiled in stomach acid, and you can still see the result. He still has his legs. They're all cooked. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember that episode actually. There's this yep. other episode that apparently, uh, like, it reminds me very much of the Venture Bros, where like there's this guy, there's this like disembodied white head from the moon that reminds me of the uh, initial owner of the Guild of Calamitous Intent from uh, Venture Bros, who uh, was apparently just uh, freaking uh, David Bowie in disguise. I really, I didn't, I didn't think so. I thought he was a crew member for the show. Oh, oh you mean, yeah, in, in, yeah. oh, you mean Adventure Bros? I had to mention that. Uh, yeah, Adventure Bros. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's my favorite. Just the whole thing with the tree and courage and stuff. The that nice. episode. That's just nice. But that's a classic one too. You know that that's another both really good picks there. So, uh, Lucky Evie, what would you have to say? Uh, is your favorite episode? I have not watched any Courage episode in years. I could not tell you a single thing about an episode. Oh, dear. Well, well that's all right. Uh, mm-hmm. No time like uh, the present. So, yeah, now it is time for the uh, patent-pending Dragoness scale where we're going to rank her. And today we're going to rank, of course, Carmen. And now with her, it's interesting because her design is very uh, appealing, especially with, you know, for Dilworth. You know, they definitely made her fierce-looking, but yet also, you know, calm and... And that, and also she has a very, you know, nice uh, sort of personality to her, what we get, and the subversion is really good. But I don't know, I feel like for an 11 minute episode, she got a lot of love, she got a lot of uh, screen time, but if she just had a tiny bit more, she would have really pushed it over the edge. Like I said, the design, I don't have a problem with because it's Dilworth, and it definitely works out for what he was trying to achieve with the character. But as a whole, I don't think I could give her any higher than... See, it's hard because it's just an 11-minute episode, so it's hard to say, oh, she should have had more screen time because it's so right. short to begin with. So it really is so difficult sometimes with these type of characters. But for my uh, uh, choice, I am going to give her... And I was going to give her a 7, but basically reflecting on how short the actual episode was and how much uh, characterization they gave to her... I'm going to give her an 8, actually. But it's the third week in the row that uh, Dragoness has gotten an 8 for me. Nice. Or from me, rather. But yeah. That's cool. So, uh, Angron, what would you have to give her? Okay. The characterization is pretty great for what they accomplished. And again, it's a beast with a bit of a heart of gold. So I won't be too hard. But I'm sorry. The... It it kind of works again. It kind of works against its favor for me personally here. Yeah, it's short. I don't mind that, but the problem is the the overall design with the eyes and whatnot. It's not one hundred percent appealing. The character again. I do appreciate what they were going for with this, but. I'm sorry. It's just too uncanny for me to really give it anything higher than a a a generous five. Well, actually, being generous would be five, but being honest, I kind of want to give her a four out of ten. Hey, no, no problem at all. I can definitely see where you're coming from. 
Yeah, there are definitely worse, but yeah, she don't look too great. Yep, I definitely see it. So, um, Striker, what would you have to give her? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go for a seven. I thought she was really fun in this episode. All good. Nice. Any, uh, yep. Anything, uh, any additional comments or? Not really, actually. I just thought she was a fun nope. character. Nice. All good. All good. So, uh, Math? Normally, I rate uh, the characters half on appeal and half on uh, personality. This one is slightly different because instead of appeal, I need to go with uniqueness because Dilworth's style is ugly by design. Uh, mm-hmm. With that said, she is easily the mo- one of the most, if not the most, uh, unique design that Dilworth has ever put to pen. Uh, yeah, very you much could so. Tell her a mile away from any other character that has ever been in Courage. Yeah, that's pretty unique, all things considered. I, I might change mine to five just to be a little generous. You got it. Uh, I'll change it. So yeah, with that said, she gets top points for being unique and being a great design overall. It doesn't, other than having a really great singing voice, she doesn't really do much. She's more at the MacGuffin of the episode than anything else. Indeed. So I have to just give her a seven. Hey, all good, all good. So, um, Jordan, what would you have to give her? Jordan? Jordan, you there? All right, uh, we'll go back to her. It's Uh, Dr. Go Squirrel! It's Dr. Go Squirrel! It's all good, it's all good. Uh, Yeah, we'll just get back to her. And uh, Evie, what would you give uh, Carmen? Uh, if I it, then I'd give her a higher. She wasn't Cyclopean. All right, I can kind of see that. I feel like this... when looking for images of her, please specify the to catalog. Otherwise, you'll get lipstick. Ah, okay. ah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I figured as much. But yeah, um, I'll wait uh, for Jordan to come back for a couple minutes. And if not, yeah. uh, if you enjoyed this episode, or if you want to tell us how you would do a Courage of Cowardly Dog revival, you can feel <laughs> free to email us at fireydiscourse at outlook.com. Or visit us on Twitter at twitter.com slash discourse. Next time, we'll be talking about the 1984 Super Friends, the legendary superpower show episode, Island of the Dinosoids. This Uh-oh. is definitely one of the uh, more obscure things we've talked about. Not so much obscure, but definitely not something on the radar when you think, uh, you know, something to do with dragonesses or female dinosaurs or whatnot. I'm only covering this um. for two reasons. Number one, it has a uh, a female character transforming into a dinosaur-like creature. The second one is because Batman is in it, and Batman in this episode is voiced by none other than the Adam great West. Adam West. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they got him to play Batman in this. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's unfortunately, cool. that's they did not get Burt Ward to play Robin, but <laughs> can't have everything. Oh, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, oh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, just to see Adam West Batman is going to be really interesting to talk about oh, that. Oh man, it's going to be honestly like the like there's another Super Friends episode that inspired a literal green text series that I'm doing right now, which oh, Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that too with the other like uh transformation stuff they did with the Yes. Uh, I also did a bunch of art. They did quite a lot of them, and we'll definitely discuss that in our uh, discussion of the episode oh, at nice. large. But yeah, until next time, that'll be uh, next week's episode. And until then, take care.
Later. Adios. Peace. Peace Have a fun time. Adios. <laughs>